It's time for Mornings with Mike on 830 WEEU, the voice of Burks and Beyond. Hey, who wants to have some fun? Featuring Mike Keller and Bob McCool. I guarantee disaster. Now, here's Mike. Let me talk to you. All right, last minute sip, and we're ready to go. Good morning, <laughs> and welcome, welcome, uh, uh, welcome to this Friday, get this, March 1st edition of Mornings with Mike right here on 830 WEEU, the voice of Burks and beyond. Thank you so much for starting off your Friday with us, and let me be the first to congratulate you. You did it. You made it through another week. <laughs> And now you are here at the weekend. Put your head on down, barrel through today, and the weekend is all yours. Phone numbers, if you want to get involved, 610-374-8800. Email, that's Mike at 830weeu.com. And you can shoot us a text message, 267-422-2830. Lots of stuff to get into today, some sports stuff. We, of course, have the Why I'm Missing Spartans to talk about. We'll lead off with them in just a moment. But the Phillies... Announced something that caused what I am going to call fake outrage <laughs> online as they announced the death of Dollar Dog Nights. And let me be the first to say, hallelujah to the death of Dollar Dog wow. Nights. And I will explain to you why. You and, a hot dog connoisseur. Well, if you've been to Dollar Dog Nights, <laughs> the things that they're selling at the ballpark are barely hot dogs. Well, there's something to be said for that. Uh, I, I, we'll talk more about it. I have, <laughs> I have thoughts, and I, I, I have friends. Nah, that, that's a deep-seated conversation. We need time. Yes, I can't just I can't just fumble with that in the open. So we'll talk a little <laughs> Dollar Dog Night R.I.P. coming up a little bit later on here in the show. Plus. The Eagles' brotherly shove, the tush push, whatever you want to call it. The thing that was only stopped once in a very important spot (laughs) in 2023-2024 will live on. I also have some stuff here about how long it takes for people to zone out in meetings. So we have got a jam-packed show. I've got a lot of time lately to sit on the couch and just look through the internet. So um, we've got a lot of stuff to talk about today. We also have a $25 bundle of a brand-new PA Lottery scratch-off ticket to give away. Deep pockets from the PA Lottery. So we'll do that sometime this morning. Everyone is eligible to win. And we also have that Chick-fil-A gift bag to goo. And we've got another Chick-fil-A trivia question from our friend Scott Kaiser over at Chick-fil-A Broadcasting Square. So we are jam-packed today. Lots of stuff to do, but there's always room for you. Like I said, phone number 610-374-8800. Emails Mike at 830weeu.com. And you can text us to 67 422 2830. I am Mike. He is Bob McCool, and he was in Hershey last night along with one Rich Scarcella. And a great game and great outcome for the YM Missing Spartans last night, Bob. Yes, it was. Uh, it was a very good game. Uh, the Spartans are a very good basketball team, as you may know by now. There are 28 and 0 after all, but you never know as the season progresses. But they have stayed uh, nose to the grindstone, uh, churning them out day by day, not taking a, an opponent for granted. I know it sounds like cliche, but it becomes more and more difficult as the season goes on. 
to realize that each and every opponent can be that one that can mess up your season, especially once you get into the postseason. Uh, but they have they have taken care of business each and every night. Their first two rounds of the district playoffs were pretty e- easy and convincing victories, but they are obviously knew that they were in for a tough, much tougher task last night. You're going up against a guy in Jerry Eckenrode, the coach for Dolan Catholic, who's won 585 games. He's won, including this season, uh, he had won 20 games in 21 of his 25 over 20 games in 21 of his 25 seasons obviously he knows what he's doing he's won a bunch of he's won four state titles so you know you're going up against a guy who's been there done that and he's got players who had been there and done that as well every member of the lone catholic was on the team last year they did not have a senior on the roster last year so the entire team was back again why missings had significant return as well uh, but they are it's just an incredible group of athletes. So again, some of them are basketball players. Amaya Stewart will be a Division One basketball player when her career is over at Missing. She's only a junior. But Alexis Hardy was a sprint champion, won 100 and 200 last year in District 3, was second in the 100 meters in the PIAA championships. Audrey Herleman is already committed to the University of North Carolina for lacrosse. She's only a junior. Uh, Annie McCaffrey is already committed to the University of Massachusetts to play, to play soccer. So you've got a bunch of great athletes who are on the basketball floor and combining their efforts to, to get the job done. Uh, and they ended up getting, getting a double-digit lead. And as good as they are defensively, when that happens, it just becomes that much tougher. And, they, again, it, uh, great celebration last night. It was good. We had some great stuff on social media. Get a chance to check it out. Uh, some of the post-game celebrations with some of the girls some of the, and with their head coach, Aaron Anders. We'll have some of those clips for you today during the show. But it was a, it's a great night. Anytime you're in Hershey playing, obviously it's a big game. And when you go home with a gold medal around your neck, it makes it even better. Absolutely. We talked about how it is hard to fire it back up after you lose and get ready for a second season. It's also not that easy to win a county championship, celebrate, and then have to put your nose back to the grindstone to get things done in a tougher tournament in comparison to what you just went through in counties. uh, uh, Once upon a time, I'm going back 15, 20 years, uh, some of the leagues that consist uh, consist around the state of Pennsylvania, but more so in District 3, didn't have county playoffs, and specifically it was the Mid-Penn Conference. And I remember when... Uh, before the when the Mid Penn Conference was start, first started talking about playing a, a, a league playoff, I, I talked to some coaches who didn't really want that to happen because they felt as if and and Kirk Smallwood, who was a, a, a phenomenal coach at Harrisburg for a long time, was the one who told me that specifically, and it really made me think about it for a moment. He said, "We feel as if it's our advantage over the Lancaster Eleven League teams and the Berks County teams because they put so much emotionally into mm-hmm. winning a county playoff. We feel it's to our advantage we get the district playoffs that they're a, li- a little bit more emotionally spent when you get in the playoffs." And I, I didn't think about it until he said it because they didn't have that perspective. But when you think about it, you can understand where he's coming from because it is. It is so much put into winning that county championship or whether you do or whether you end up on the other end of it, yeah. still emotional investment. And then they come back and have to kind of reboot and, and go back to the district playoffs. And then you add in being unbeaten and the pressure that that entails uh, just makes it that much more. You uh, see that in any level absolutely. of Absolutely. Letdown games. I yeah. mean, there are things gamblers talk about it all the time. Yep. Yep. You get a big win in a game over either uh, an emotional division opponent or just a tough win against one of the other better teams in the league. Then you go up against the team next week that you should handle easily, and there's a letdown there. There just is. You can't get back to that place you were at the following week. 
Now you go from winning the championship, cutting the nets down up at the Santander Arena, and you got to fire things up in the first round of districts. And I'm going to guess your first round of district play is going to be a little more difficult than your first round of county play. Correct. Absolutely. And then, again, to the point about being unbeaten, I mean, I've – it's one of those things where it's things that coaches will say kind of quietly, not really necessarily on the record, some will, that having a loss somewhere back, you know, a couple weeks ago isn't the worst thing because – Again, it kind of refocuses everybody with a loss, but it takes that pressure off. I'd rather lose a game somewhere in the middle of January that ultimately made me wakes me up, yeah. but takes that pressure off. Because now, especially now that you're in the PIW playoffs, now that first loss is the end of your season. Yeah. Well, if you remember, uh, sometimes we also try to make an excuse for a team when right. they get that first loss. We did that with the Philadelphia Eagles when they lost right. to the Jets. We're like, oh, this is going to wake them up. Right. They've been sleepwalking through the first half of the season. Doesn't always work. Correct. But I totally get that. And yep. as a fan, you also feel that, too. You're like, man, if they could just lose one, <laughs> you know. Yeah. I'd rather have them the lose season. a game yeah. in November than yeah. once it gets later in the season because the pressure begins to mount. Same thing with a winning streak. Uh, again, talking about what I'm missing, Bob Wolfram was one and because the Spartans had a long winning streak going that lasted over a regular season winning streak that was, I, I don't remember the number anymore, it was a, well in the 50s. But Bob Wolfram was one when, when it happened and they lost, he wasn't all that upset. I mean, again, doesn't want to lose, didn't hurt them in terms of getting to the playoffs, but at the same time, it just took all that talk off. He didn't want to have to hear about, oh, you know, you have 54, oh, you're at 55, oh, the record is 66. What? Well, you know what? I just as soon have that out of the out of the element. Also makes the coach's job easier at practice right, when you're working on stuff. One hundred percent. No matter how hard you want to work as an athlete, there's just an ingrained thing in human beings where it's like, look, we're doing great. Correct. I'm going to. We don't have coast. to work that hard at yeah. practice. We're good. We're unbeaten. We're unbeaten. We can't be taken down. Right. We can go ahead and just cruise our way through this. That's just human nature. Yep. But congratulations last night. The Why uh, Missing Spartans defeat Delone Catholic Squires, forty-five to thirty-two. They now move on, obviously, to the state championship, county champions, uh, district champions. Bob, is there a chance that we're talking here in a couple weeks that the Wyoming Missing Spartans are state champions? Well, they're in the tournament, so that means there's a chance. Yeah. But, yes, no, there's no question about it. They are a very good basketball team. Last year they got to the quarterfinals, which means they won two games, and then the third round of the states, which is the quarterfinals, they ran into a very good North Catholic team uh, and, and came up on the short of the stick. But they are that much more experienced. They are that much more savvy of how the tournament shakes out. I, I if, if people have listened to our basketball games for a long period of time, they're probably tired of hearing me say this, but it is really very paramount when you get into the into the district, uh, more so the state playoffs, I think, than the district playoffs, because in the districts you kind of know some of the teams. Because they're not, but state playoffs is about matchups, and you're going to play some teams. You just play better against some kinds of teams than you do other kinds of teams. And depending on who you draw and where you get to draw at, and whether you're home or whether you're going to make a road trip to Altoona yeah. to to play the game, all of that factors in to the state playoffs. There's a lot of outside elements in addition to just playing the game. Uh, so all of those factor into it, and you just never know who you're going to draw. You can look at the brackets and think, okay, well, if we win here, and then they win here, and then, and all it takes is bang, one, one, get, one upset somewhere along the line, and who you think you're going to play changes, and it may, it, it just can off, offset the apple cart a little bit um, in terms of how it goes. But some, again, you're just going to match up better against some yeah. kinds of teams because mm-hmm. the game is played differently by different kinds of teams and in different areas. Some teams may be quicker and faster than you. Some teams may slow it down and frustrate you depending on how 
you like to play. So you don't know until you get into it who ultimately you're going to match up with in the next round. Different styles definitely yep. go up against different other styles in a much either better or yep. worse fashion. So right. congratulations once again. Looked like an exciting celebration. The videos, as Bob said, the coverage up on social media is extensive. So go ahead and check that out. 830 WEEU on Facebook. And then X and Insta is at 830 WEEU. A little respite now for all the high school basketball teams. Well-deserved. These last three weeks with counties and districts have just been an absolute sprint for these teams. I mean, if you look at it, these teams that have won and have gone the distance, they have played, what, seven games over these last two weeks or yeah, something in that vicinity? Three, if, uh, for Wyomissing and, and Wilson uh, in the girls' side of things and, and Redding and uh, – Wilson and well, the Wilson boys are done, unfortunately. But yeah, you, it took three games to win the county to play to the county championship, and then depending on whether you got a buy or you didn't get a buy, it's another three or four in the yeah. district playoffs. So yeah, it's a it's a win sprint. You're right of seven games over the course of a couple of weeks of of high leverage, high intensity yeah. games. So yeah, there's there there is. I never liked the week off most years. This year, I'm kind of happy about the week off between now and the, and the first sure. start first yeah. round of state playoffs. But um, it is. It's a chance. And, and Aaron Andrews mentioned this last night in the postgame interview. He's like, yeah, we're going to take a couple of days off. And then yeah. kind of get refocused because they know where they're, they're going to be and who they're going to play uh, on Saturday. They're going to be home because as a district champion, they're going to get a home game out of it. And so they know they don't have to travel. They don't have to make bus arrangements and all those kinds of things. And now they just have to find some information on the team they're going to play. And, uh, and, and get to work on it, but they'll have a couple of days to kind of refocus, yeah. re-energize with a couple of days off. Uh, so from their perspective, I'm sure it's a great time to have a good couple of days off. Absolutely. You win the district championship, get yep. to come home and enjoy that for right. the weekend. Right. And uh, I don't know how much they're going to be paying attention in school today, those why I'm missing Spartan girls who won that championship I last night. I hope their night. teachers understand. I hope, that, I hope they let them stay home today. <laughs> Give them the day off, man. You were in Hershey celebrating. Hope you went to Chocolate World, had too much chocolate, too much ice cream, rode the rides. Yeah. I hope you had a great, great time last night. Well-deserved, and congratulations. And hopefully another deep run is coming up in the state playoffs, which, again, week off. Next Friday, I think we uh, have a big guest booked. I have it written right here. Look, just read. You might want to make sure and confirm all that with his agent because, you know, stars like that. I just I, I just got that off the internet. If you can see where the stars are, what it says on my uh, – just introduce who's coming in next week. Next Friday at 8.05, yeah. Rich Scarcella, uh-huh. the thirst trap slash needle mover. That's what it says on the show sheet, so it must, <laughs> it must be correct. Be it must be true for a little high school state basketball playoff preview. Uh, Bob's broadcast partner, Rich Scarcella, will be in studio with us next Friday morning hanging out and having a good time. So uh, it was not this Friday. It was next Correct. Friday when yes. I texted him yesterday. We <laughs> yes, had that, that whole, whole conversation. Thing. And I'm glad you and I are on the same page yes. with that. Because yes. I've had many an argument with people over whether or not tomorrow, which is Saturday. Right. Or let, you know, I'll even go a day further. Right. Monday. Right. Okay. Uh, two days further. Right. Monday. How do you re- – is Monday this Monday or next Monday? It's this Monday. Thank it's you. It's coming Monday. It's this coming Monday. Correct. The next Monday – Right. Would, would be, be a the- week from Monday. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I can't tell you how many people I have argued with over that. And by the way, I believe one of those people lives in my home. <laughs> I believe one of those well, people – Well, there's only two people who could be a candidate for that, well, this unless your cat and you are arguing. This one sleeps in my bed. <laughs> That's what I will tell. Well, that could well, be the cat. chances are I sleep in her bed. No, the cat doesn't. <laughs> my cat's too old to make it up all the stairs. Can I tell you, I have never felt more simpatico with my cat. I have been a little under the weather these last three or four days, uh, two or three days, and um, I, no energy, just no energy. Mm-hmm. 
And we were going up the stairs last night from the bottom because I, I washed the sheets last night because I wanted to get all the germs off them because my wife and daughter are in this play. And, you know, I don't want to get anyone sick. So I'm trying to dis- di- all the clothes I wore these last two or three days <laughs> and uh, all the sheets and pillowcases right into the laundry. And we were laying on the sofa last night, my cat and I. And I got up to get the stuff. And she's old and needy. Uh, she's like 18 <laughs> years like old. Yeah. And we're walking up the stairs. And I feel so bad. Normally, I would carry her when she wants to come up because it's like three flights of stairs, and that's a lot for an 18-year-old cat. Uh, I couldn't because I had my hands full of sheets and clothes. And she was just – both of us were just laboring going up these stairs last night to my bedroom in the attic. We're like, we're just not going to make it. This is my – Julie's going to come up and find us both on the stairs just laying on a ball of warm sheets and clothes that just came out well, of the dryer. At least you'd be comfortable while you're laying there. Yeah. <laughs> at least it would be nice and cozy as we slowly slid down the stairs thanks to gravity. But anyways, congratulations to the Why I'm Missing Spartans. Great win, and hopefully they have another big run in the States. And I know they're not going to be alone once Correct. the States get Correct. They're one of seven teams from Berks County who are going to be moving into the state playoffs. So uh, we'll have some, some conversations about that coming up in our 720 Sports and, and a look ahead to uh, some of the matchups that are starting to line up against some, some of the other districts. Well, including District 3. Uh, there are some games yet tonight in District 3 uh, and, and in some of the other districts. So th- some of the teams t- are yet to be determined based on games that have to be played yet tonight or even tomorrow in some cases. Uh, but it's going to be like if they if Burke's Catholic is going to play either the winner of this the winner of this game or the loser of this game, whichever the case may be, that's going to be played tonight. So we have a better picture of who they may be playing or who they possibly will be playing, uh, and we'll go through some of those at 7:20 this today. But ultimately, the PIAA releases the times and the schedule on Sunday. So we'll have all that information. So Monday morning, we'll know for sure who's playing where and where we will be. We'll have a game for you for sure on Friday night and a game for you on Saturday. You, usually the games on Saturdays are afternoon games. Oh, very nice. So there you go. That, that's a faux show, as the kids say. We'll yep. have all that information for you coming up tomorrow, uh, Monday morning. Live, local, life. It's Mornings with Mike on 830 WEEU, the voice of Berks and beyond. When I was putting together the new uh, bumper songs for this uh, program, I was sitting on the sofa putting together some playlists, and my daughter came over and decided she was going to help. So this is the one. <laughs> this is one that got through from her playlist. Through the censor, yeah. Dad. This is Olivia Rodrigo, uh, "Ballad of a Homeschooled Girl." So. There you go. She's this... trying to drop you a hint. She, was... <laughs> she does you not want you to be, be her teacher. She does not. No, I just think she wanted me to put some hipper music oh, okay. in our bumper feed. So here's some new stuff from Olivia Rodrigo whenever it came out. I have no idea. <laughs> uh, but there you go. My daughter put this one in there. So if you don't like it, deal with it. Neither do I. All right, 610-374-8800. Email mike at 830weeu.com. And you can text us 267 422 2830. That's 267 422 2830. Well, you were saying at the beginning of the show that, you know, kind of put your head down, plow through that you, you know, you, you've made it to Friday. Mm-hmm. You also have made it through February. I, I mean, didn't that's, think which of that, is not yeah. even, you know, that's a significant thing Absolutely. here in the state of Pennsylvania that February is now behind you as well. If, not only are you at Friday, but you're now at March. I 100% agree. If you had to rate the worst months <laughs> of the year, uh, February is by yeah, far it's, the it's, worst it's month. Its greatest year. redeeming quality is, is shortness. Yeah. And its greatest redeeming quality is that a bunch of guys 
guys go south. That's the greatest <laughs> yes, redeeming quality of right. February that we get to watch dudes go to Florida and participate in spring training practice baseball. Right. That's the highlight of February if your team's not in the Super right. Bowl. And then, of course, every once every four years, the the gods have to send us an extra day of February That's right. because we all needed an extra day of February. Everyone, we still made it through. Everyone wants it's like a cowbell. <laughs> everyone wants more February. All right, six one zero three seven four eighty eight hundred. That's going to do it for our number one of today's program. Two more hours to go. Still to come. Great spot there about the new lottery uh, lottery tickets we're giving away. The twenty five dollars worth of deep pockets PA lottery scratch off tickets. We will do that coming up sometime before we get out of here at nine a.m. Also before. Before we get out of here at 9 a.m., I have another Chick-fil-A trivia question from our friend Scott Kaiser over at Broadcasting Square. We'll ask that. It's your chance to win a Chick-fil-A gift bag. And they are new gift bags this time. Ooh, Canvas yes. gift bags. Oh, I see that now. With a zipper closure. Absolutely. Yes. This is a very secure tote bag. Yes. It's got the brickin' for chicken hats. <laughs> it's got the basketball hoop. There's all kinds of great stuff in here. An insulated cup. You got a mini cow, pens, keychains. It's all in that bag. So with that little mini hoop, you can actually do your own brickin' for chicken. You could, or you could just practice for the state championships, <laughs> which we will have for you next weekend here on WEEU. We'll take a break. We've got the news for you. We'll be back for the seven o'clock hour, so don't go anywhere. It's time for Mornings with Mike on 830 WEEU. The voice of Burks and Beyond. Hey, who wants to have some fun? Featuring Mike Keller and Bob McCool. I guarantee disaster. Now, here's Mike. Let me talk to you. Boom. All right. <laughs> hey, we haven't heard from him for a while. No. Welcome on back. <laughs> Boom. 830 WEEU, the voice of Burks and Beyond. We're also up on 830 WEEU.com. Facebook. That's 830-WEEU. Just search for us and X and Insta at 830-WEEU. If you were listening to last night's coverage of the District 3 Girls 4-8 Championship game live from the Giant Center in Hershey, Bob and Rich bringing you all the action to why I'm missing winning that District 3 Championship. You can see all the post-game interviews. You can see the last seconds of the clock as they tick away and the Y.O. girls begin to celebrate on the court there at the Giant Center. All of that content and so much more is available when? That's right, right now. Yes, indeed. Up on <laughs> 830 WEEU. Phone numbers if you want to get involved, 610-374-8800. Emails Mike at 830WEEU.com, and you can text us 267-422-2830. In addition to which, you were talking about that Mornings with Mike is now available on uh-huh. the podcast, on the website. So, too, our, our basketball broadcast. Now, last night's game is not yet, up yet, but... I would imagine that by probably before the end of the day, that would probably be true. I don't got to speak too far out of because otherwise I'll get the boom. But I would imagine in short order that game will also be up there. But all of our broadcasts since January 1st are now all up there. So there's a lot of good games up there. If for whatever reason you have a, a reason to want to go back and listen to them, you can. Just go on to 830weu.com on that drop-down box. For the podcast, the basketball games are there. And the Bill Saunders and Feedback is up there. Correct. Jack's Backyard, all that good stuff. So go ahead and check it out up on 830weeu.com. The site, you know, pardon our dust, as we say. They're still building that site and getting it underway, but looks fantastic. So go ahead and check that out. 830weeu.com. Still to come today, 
your chance to win a $25 bundle of Deep Pockets PA Lottery scratch-off tickets, a brand-new batch of tickets for you, and also a Chick-fil-A gift card that, as we mentioned at the end of last hour, is just loaded with all kinds of awesome Chick-fil-A goodies. All right. Um, you know, a story was leaked a couple of um, weeks ago that there could be an end coming to the dollar dogs and then it kind of went away there were some bloggers that said they reached out and don't worry dollar dog nights are safe but then the official announcement came down yesterday when the rfl excuse me the philadelphia phillies announced some of their upcoming promotional nights and they announced to the dismay of many and i will say to the fake dismay <laughs> of many that the dollar dog night is no more and instead they're going to have Frank's BOGO nights where you will buy one dog and get one free. So instead of paying a dollar a dog, you will now get two dogs for $5, which, by the way, still the best deal in the ballpark when you go. And for those of you who have gone to dollar dog nights over the last handful of years, especially while the Phillies have been good, because I hate to pull back the curtain, but the entire reason for a dollar dog night, especially early in the season, is to get people through the sure. door. Correct. That's why they're having a dollar dog night. Right. It's just one more reason they're to come to the They're not having one of those in July against no. the Braves. And if, by the way, if the games were sold out ahead of time, they wouldn't have them anyways. <laughs> I mean, they had them back during the uh, big run from 07 to 11, but nowadays, a dollar dog, you just don't see it anymore. Right. So, look, it's not a big deal. They're still two for $5. That's still quite a deal. And if you went to a dollar dog night last year, I, I didn't even know it was a dollar dog night when I got the tickets. I had station tickets last year. We went down. It happened to be a dollar dog night. The lines, first of all, are ridiculous. <laughs> and the way yes. baseball is played, modern baseball with a pitch clock, mm -hmm. it does not take as long to play a game. So if you've gone to a ballpark and you've gone to – Wait in line for a dollar dog. You've gone to wait in line for chicken and piece crab fries. You've gone to wait in line for Manco and Manco. Whatever the case may be, if you've gotten up out of your seat during the game to go get some food and wait in line, if you wait in line now for 20, 30 minutes, you're going to miss a third of the game or a fourth of the game or a fifth <laughs> of the game. You're going to miss a good portion right. of the game. So you go wait in line. 15 minutes, you come back to your seat. Sure, you pay $20 for 20 dogs. You open up the first dog, and it's going to look like the same hot dog that Tom Hanks was eating on Apollo 13. <laughs> it's barely warm. It's cold. It's smushed. It's not their fault. they got to make thousands upon thousands upon thousands of hot dogs and then not just make them, but keep them warm till they get them in the hands of other people and then make more to keep up with the demand. It's just an impossibility when you have a ballpark of 40,000 people Everybody wants to have two or three hot dogs, and it's just it just can't be done. So I have zero problems with this. And then you put on top of it the fact that people were throwing hot dogs last year, and they were on the field, and delays were made to the game where you had to wait like nine minutes or something for one of the games so they cleaned up all the hot dogs in the field. You add all of that together, it has not been a great fan experience. Right. It's been a great fan experience for people who won't go to any other games the entire night. Uh, entire season and are going to be there just to have dollar dogs and be goofy and have a good time and throw hot dogs because what is a dollar dog? Nothing. Right. So that is the reason why the dollar dogs are gone. It's not the end of the world. If you're a baseball fan and you want to go down to the ballpark, walk around. After one lap looking at the prices in the ballpark, <laughs> getting two hot dogs for $5 all of a sudden is going to sound pretty dang good. Well, First of all, there's only one person who should ever throw a hot dog yes he's and green. he's in redding <laughs> well and he's green well that's dramatic. true he's shooting hot dogs yes. as opposed to throwing yes. hot dogs there's, there's truth to that but again 
with the quality of what is on the field, as in the team in red and white, I don't know why you need a dollar hot dog night to want to go to see them play. If that's your impetus to go, first of all, are you buying a ticket to go to that game, which is probably going to cost you, I don't know, somewhere at least in excess to, at the at, at the cheapest 25, 30 bucks, yeah. correct? Mm-hmm. So is it really worth it to spend 30 bucks to get a dollar hot dog? That's what has always been my uh, argument. And also right. those co- college kids, I think, are the ones who are probably, and the 20-year-olds are probably the ones who are most upset because they can go down and pummel five hot dogs and wake up the next morning and feel fine. I eat five hot dogs. I'm going to be in a coma for the next 48 hours. But they can go down, pummel that. They're also there. Every one of them right. has a $15 beer. <laughs> yes. So I don't want to hear you complain. If you were the one complaining about dollar hot dogs, you better have never purchased a $15 beer. Right. Because that doesn't make any sense to no. me. Correct. It's just, it, it's such a small thing. And with the way this team is going and the way this team is trying to win a World Series, the fact that they've now taken their special nights and instead of having dollar hot dogs two or three nights a year, they're doing buy one, get one free hot dogs. They could have done nothing. Nothing. They could have done zero zilch nada. They're throwing a bone. I have zero problem with this. Absolutely not. None whatsoever. First of all, I'm not a big fan of the hot dogs that are even available to you at Citizens Bank Park. No. They're not not good hot dogs as far as I'm concerned. Especially on Dollar Dog Nights. Especially (laughs) on Dollar Dog. I ate one last year, I swear, it was cold. Yes. It was cold. Your hot dog. Yes. Well, I mean, if you think about it, what you're saying is – the the turn because of the, the volume right yeah. they don't have time to literally heat them fast enough there, there's not enough time to, repl- to replenish the supplies to get them hot to serve them out so I would imagine they are cold yeah. I'd be surprised if they weren't or they got to make them all ahead of time correct and then they sit there right and then they get cold which correct. is more than likely what is happening instead of running out they right. just make a bunch starting at like four o'clock right do their best to keep them warm right but by eight nine o'clock when right. you're getting your last hot dog of correct. the night right it's ice cold and just not satisfying at all so here is what was done and said by john weber the philly senior vice president of ticket operations and projects he said this was done in order to make sure we try to provide a positive environment for all of our fans at our game Weber also said that long lines during the event led to their decision to replace it as well. He said all those things combined kind of led us to this point. For those of you who are wondering the history of Dollar Dog Nights, Dollar Dog Nights started back in 1997 at Veteran Stadium. And I can tell you why, because they were absolutely terrible. They were garbage. <laughs> Hot In garbage. a garbage ballpark. Yes. They, you were in a, you, were, you played in a toilet bowl with a team you wanted to flush. <laughs> the and, hot dog was the most valuable thing they had. Yeah, for a do- and you probably paid less than that to get into those games <laughs> back in those days. So, look, I, I totally get how some people can be bummed out because maybe you were one of the folks who went down there just had three or four hot dogs, enjoyed the bargain, watched the game, and left. Right. But unfortunately, there's always a small minority of a group that go in somewhere and ruin it for the rest of us. And I was watching videos of people doing the wave, and I don't like the wave either, <laughs> but people doing the wave, and as the wave came, hot dogs <laughs> are flying through the it's air. Like, again, if, so your complaint is, is that we don't have dollar dogs anymore, and we can't throw them. I mean, if that's... That's what it boils down right. to. It isn't be, that they were mad they can't right. eat them. Right. They're mad they They're too expensive now to throw them. Which well, is, that's well, okay. Well, you shouldn't be throwing them in the first place. But if your only reason is to go there to eat hot dogs, well, you might want to reevaluate. And second of all, if 
Your other impetus is to go there to throw the hot dogs. Uh, you shouldn't be there anyhow. I 100% agree. So they will have some BOGO nights April 2nd. April uh, 16th are the uh, two BOGO nights that are on the calendar, it looks like, for this season. So I hope the Phillies can survive all of this yeah. and still maintain a pace with the Braves. This is <laughs> this is this will be a non factor yes. in literally three days. By the time Monday rolls around, no one will care right. any longer. Because right. again, I know it went from a dollar to a dollar for and it added a dollar fifty on top to two fifty per hot dog now. I understand that. But still it's two fifty per hot dog. You're gonna walk up there, hand them an Abe Lincoln, and get back two hot dogs. Right. Go find at, in that ballpark. In, that's a great bargain. In any major well, league ballpark. In any major league ballpark. In correct. any major league right. ballpark. So look, I don't know what what do the hot dogs cost at First Energy Stadium. Uh, I'm not sure. I don't. I'm not gonna. I don't want to say a price for sure, but I don't know. But probably in the vicinity be, of two dollars. Correct. Absolutely. If 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 your objective is to eat at a ballpark. Reading's the perfect place because oh, they've got mean. multiple options at great prices. Hundred percent, hundred percent. So if if bargain food is your objective at a ballpark, the first first Energy Stadium is the place to be. If you're looking for a deal on food, do not go to a major league ballpark. Correct. If if you're going to a major league ballpark to watch some baseball and try the food that's there and right. realize you're going to pay more for it than you want, right? Then go to a major league ballpark. Correct. That's a, you just have to get into the mindset when you're in there that it's not going to be right. a dollar. And it's just look, it was cute, it was fun. Uh, I enjoyed paying a dollar for a hot dog too when I went. Right. I think I had one uh, <laughs> last year when I was there. You're weird. I just I, I just don't want to. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I, it's not for you know. I, I, I don't know that it's necessarily well because it's a dollar. I've got to eat five of them. <laughs> I don't get it. And the outrage on social media. I, I've. I have trouble sometimes telling what is fake outrage anymore and what is real outrage because there is a wide variety of people who care about things I cannot even put energy into. <laughs> and Some conspiracy theorist of to what the Phillies are up to? with Well, not the... just in sports. I'm talking about <laughs> oh, so No, I know. I'm just trying to place. figure out what could be so troubling that the dollar dog night is no longer a part of a schedule of a team that's got Bryce Harper and Trey Turner and Kyle Schwarber <laughs> And Zach Nola, Wheeler, Zach Aaron Wheeler, Nola, yeah. right? I mean, sorry, but that's what I'm paying for. Not for the dog, not for the hot dog. Exactly. And I know you want those extra bonus things, and it's nice to have those benefits of going to the games. But the fake outrage that was online, the people that were just, oh, I can't believe this is BS. Oh my <laughs> gosh, the Phillies are ruining. <laughs> those people are the same people who are going. I'm not watching the NFL anymore. Oh, baseball's dead after the strike. I'm done with them. Uh-huh. These are the people who always threaten to boycott, and they're going to be the the first ones through the door. The first ones through the right. door and buying BOGO hot dogs right. on those dollar uh, buy one, get one free night. Yeah, their protest doesn't last no. till Memorial Day. No, it won't last It won't last till Monday. <laughs> There's that it won't too. make my wedding anniversary. <laughs> uh, so there you go. Dollar dog nights no more. They also announced some other upcoming promotionals. Uh, I guess for the uh, first time in a while, they're going to be doing a uh, magnet giveaway. This is, they said this one is uh, new for all fans. I don't know why. I thought that was an every year thing. Uh, they also have a London giveaway. Uh, this is before they go to London. They're doing a double-decker bus giveaway. I'm going to guess much smaller. Wow. Uh, that's going to be on June 1st against the Cardinals. They also have a sunglasses London giveaway. That's going to be on June 5th. Uh, their photo day, which is very popular, is on July 13th. A Miller Light Floppy Hat Day on Thursday, August 15th. And then uh, the uh, Fanatic Lunch Bag Day is coming up on Sunday, 
September 15th. So still a lot of very cool promotions coming up for the Philadelphia Phillies. And again, by the way, a pretty good baseball team. Yes. <laughs> Just thought I'd throw that out there in case anybody hadn't noticed. If you're looking at the MLB power rankings, <laughs> they come in third on those MLB right. power rankings. One more quick uh, sports note here. Uh, the uh, NFL has come out and said that the Eagles' brotherly shove is safe. And it is not going anywhere. Talk uh, about a fake story. I know. Troy Vincent, uh, former Eagle, who is the NFL executive VP of football operations, says we don't punish a team that strategically does something well. It's called a quarterback sneak. It's been in football for 100 years. They just turned it into a three-yard gain, and all of a sudden it became a thing. They've been running quarterback sneaks as long as they've been playing football. The only argument, the only argument for eliminating this from the game is if every team was doing it, and then you could say, the way every team has success at this, uh, we worry about injuries or whatever. But the fact that no other team could get it right, right. you can't punish one Correct. team out they of were 32 because they figured out a way to pick up two yards that you guys haven't figured Correct. out yet. It's that simple. It's yeah. like saying, well, you can't pass the ball because you have a really good quarterback. <laughs> no. And our quarterback isn't as good as yours, so it's not fair. You can't use him. No, it's the, it's again, it's a play that's been used in football for as long as they've been playing football. It just they were able to turn it into something really good because they were really good at it. A little while back, Jason Kelsey, who we're still waiting to hear from, uh, was <laughs> on his New Heights podcast, and he is over the entire conversation. He said, listen, Bannon, at this point, I don't care. I'm over the discussion about it. <laughs> we were really good at running quarterback sneaks before we did the push. I don't think it's a necessarily part for it. Um, it certainly helps. There's no question about it. I don't have the energy to care about whether it gets banned or not. Right. And I, I, as a player, I would totally get that. Look, just make a decision already. Right. Yes. Make a decision. Stop trying to say that they're they're doing something devious. We don't know what it is, yeah. but they must be doing something devious because look how good they are at doing it. So I'm, no I'm very glad that the NFL is not punishing the Eagles because they're good at something that no other NFL team is good Absolutely at. Absolutely correct. Unfortunately, they weren't good at much else <laughs> at the end of the year. But that's about the only thing their offense could do. They just couldn't get into a spot of having third and short by the time the season ended. Checking local and scholastic sports. The big story, of course, as we've been talking about a couple times over the course of this morning, is the Y Missing Spartans. Won the District 3 Girls 4A championship last night. In a game you heard here on WEU, it was a 14.19 rebound performance from Amaya Stewart, helping Y Missing beat Delone Catholic 45-32 win their second straight district title. Rich Garcella caught up with an emotional head coach, Aaron Anders, afterwards. Spartan's second straight District 3 Class 4A championship. How does that sound? <laughs> you want me to start crying? It's amazing. <laughs> it's absolutely amazing, Rich. Um, these kids just, they, they, they showed everybody tonight. They, they rose to the occasion, and they just, they dominated from the start to the finish of this game. They, they did a great job. You can hear the rest of that interview and interviews with Audrey Herleman and Annie McCaffrey as well with Rich on our social media platforms on X, on Facebook, and Instagram. Audrey Herleman also was in double figures for our missing with 10 points. Spartans are now 28-0 and will face Engineering and Science Charter from Philadelphia next Saturday in the first round of the PIAA playoffs. A couple other Berks teams finalized their fate in the PIAA tournament last night. Berks Catholic defeated Fleetwood 50-39 in boys class 4A. The Saints will be the three seed and Fleetwood the four in the PIAA tournament. Parker 9 at 21 and Josh McCoy 11 for BC. Hunter Swoboda at 14 for Fleetwood. The Saints will face the loser of the game to be played tonight 
between Blue Mountain and Allentown Central Catholic for the District 11 championship. And that'll be a first-round matchup in the state tournament on Friday. The two teams, Blue Mountain and Allentown Central Catholic, play for the District 11 title tonight in in Martz Hall in Pottsville. Fleetwood will face the District 2 champion Scranton Prep in their first-round play next Friday night. Reading High fell 55-53 to Red Lion. The Red Knights will be the fourth seed in the boys' class 6A. Red Knights had four players in double figures, led by Yadiel Cruz, who had 14. Red Knights will play the fourth seed from District 1 next Saturday. That will be the loser of tonight's game between Westchester Henderson and Chester. The Red Knights will face the loser of that game on next, or excuse me, next Saturday. Sports is brought to you by the Reading Royals. Royals are home tonight and tomorrow night to face Adirondack. Tonight is Reading High Night with a special appearance from Lonnie Walker. For more information and tickets, go to RoyalsHockey.com. One is in the Hall of Fame. The other has visited multiple Hall of Fames. Mornings with Mike on 830 WEEU, the voice of Burks and beyond. Little Rick Astley bringing us back here on a Friday morning. I'm, I'm going to guess this wasn't one of your daughter's choices. No, not one of my daughter's choices. <laughs> I saw a video yesterday. I guess, so here's the story. Rick Astley and his wife went to see Foo Fighters in concert. Dave Grohl and the gang. Okay. Great band. And obviously he's a big Foo Fighters fan. Not and easy to say that. No, it isn't. Especially because they don't like the the in front of it. <laughs> it's not the Foo Fighters. It's Foo Fighters. Just like it's not the bare naked ladies, it's bare naked ladies. <laughs> it takes a while to break that habit, but he's a big Foo Fighters fan. And I guess Dave Grohl happened to look down in the audience or knew ahead of time that Rick Astley was going to be there. Okay. So they learned how to play this song and then had a roadie go down to where he was, uh-huh. hand him a microphone, nice. and say, Dave wants you to come up on stage. Nice. And Rick Astley comes up on stage. And starts, you know, bowing to the Foo Fighters and everything. And then he's, like, talking to Dave, and he's yelling at Dave. And Dave's like, why are you yelling at me? And he's like, because I'm nervous. Because <laughs> it's, like, 30,000 people sure. or whatever it is. I'm going to guess Rick Astley probably never played to that kind of a crowd before. At least not in a while. <laughs> it's been a while. Yes. And, you know, if you like a band, even as a musician, right. to play with that band, I'm sure can be a little nerve-wracking right. when you've not rehearsed. Right. So they call him up there. And they play a very Foo Fighter edition of this song, Not Poppy, Very Rocky. And let me tell you, Foo Fighters and Rick Astley killed it. Nice. I wish I could play it on the air, but there's a lot of cursing in the beginning when they're talking because they're in a concert of full right. adults and that's what you do. Uh, but it is awesome. So I will share the video later today once we get off the air or maybe during this top of the hour news break with an it'll say not safe for work <laughs> all right so just right. know it not for kids right unless you want to fast forward to where he sings but they sound great he sounds great and now i need we're we gonna have I, a release of this i need <laughs> a rick astley foo fighters combo of this song to be released and we need it out there because it was go. it might be better than the original version, because it is a rock version. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. Obviously, the, that, the original version, is very much of an 80s feel oh, to it. And so I love now, it. Right. Yeah. So now you've got a, it has to be a different feel to it. Uh, so, I mean, I'm curious to hear it now. I'll, you know what? I'll see if I can fast forward through all the stuff <laughs> and find a safe spot where we can at least play a little bit of it coming from back from a break right. at some point, because it, it is really cool. And to see Rick, and I got to give Rick Astley credit. As soon as the song ended, 
he walked off the stage. <laughs> he pulled a Costanza. Yeah, yeah. Hand on a high note. Yep, you got to get out on <laughs> a high note. So I thought that was spectacular. So if you haven't seen that, do a little Google search and then you'll find it. I'm not even sure when it happened. I just stumbled upon it yesterday. But it is really, really well done. And if the story's true and he didn't know that he was going up there to just, I know he's right. a performer, but to just go up there and just nail it like that is pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, pretty cool. Like, I don't know when the last time Rick Astley was performing. I mean, you know, I mean, that song is obviously 35 years old, 30 something years old, if not more than that. Uh, so, I, I, and again, I, I don't know how much he still performs. Uh, so they get up there, you know, when you just, if, if in theory, if, if it wasn't part of the act and he just went to go watch the concert, mm -hmm. not expecting to perform, to get up and it is a lot of pressure. I will tell you, um, kind of along the same lines of that Australian clip we played from that radio show. Uh, if he's acting, right. he's a very good actor. Exactly. Because he looked nervous. Right. He did look very, very nervous. But I'll tell you what, also looked good. Yeah. Looks pretty much like the Rick Astley from 30 <laughs> years ago. Has not aged all that much. Still looks pretty, pretty good. So that was very, very cool. And I, I, from everything you hear, Dave Grohl might be the best dude alive. Like, <laughs> he spent, I think, on Super Bowl Sunday, he spent an entire, it might have been eight to ten hours, uh, making barbecue for a homeless shelter and really? like the whole yeah. super bowl sunday just making like barbecue and all this food for the uh folks who are less fortunate than us to go ahead and enjoy so he really does seem like a really good dude and uh, to do something like that uh, just kind of adds yeah. to that lure that's cool yeah. very cool very very cool um one of those uh auctions of celebrity memorabilia was held recently and this one most of them i'm like what would you do with it right as a nerd, if like I had the money to buy like a Batman suit that was worn in the movie, I would totally wear that around the house. <laughs> but like other than that, I don't know what to do with some of these things. Like we've seen people buy locks of people's hair. Like that just seems creepy to me, and stuff like that. I just never know what you do with it. But um, if you are a Sopranos fan, obviously the last scene of the Sopranos takes place in a diner where it just kind of stops and they let you figure out whether or not Tony got whacked in that booth or not. Well, that booth went up for auction. The diner Holsteins in Bloomfield, New Jersey, put the booth up for auction, and it sold for $32,000. Now, look, a lot of the things you buy at auction or people buy at auction I think are kind of silly. I don't know what you're going to do with that, especially if you spend that much money on it. But if you get a booth, <laughs> you can at least install a booth. And if you're a Sopranos fan, I would imagine – sliding into that booth every day to eat your breakfast or to eat your dinner is not the worst thing in the world. Like, it at least is something you can install somewhere and it can be used and a part of a home. So of all the things that people spend money on frivolously as far as collecting stuff and souvenirs and stuff like that, this might be one of the more sensible It has some sensible function ones. to it. It's functional, exactly. Yes, correct. Plus, you could probably get it a lot cheaper if you just bought a regular booth. I'm I just saying. But, but Tony Soprano's big but, butt wasn't right. in that booth. <laughs> correct. But would people know that when they came to your house you just unless to you told them? Right. You could just go ahead and say, well, I bought this at auction. I yeah. bought This is Tony Soprano's booth. Correct. Looks like the one from McDonald's. Right? No. No, 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 no. I bought this. I paid $30,000 for it. You kidding right. me? It's not from It's McDonald's. online. It says anonymous buyer. That's me. I'm anonymous. <laughs> but it also made me think, look, when you go to like a diner or something, everybody wants to sit in the booths, right? Mm -hmm. The booths are the most popular seats in restaurants. Yes. Why don't we have booths? Why don't homes have booths? There you go. 
I was thinking about this the other night. Like, why not install? Why have table? a kitchen table when you can have a booth? Why not have a booth? Right. Why aren't booths are so popular when you go out to restaurants and diners? Why has the booth never made its way into home life? Explain that to me. That is, I need someone with the brains who explained wind to us to explain <laughs> exactly why a booth is not more of a home type of functionality uh, furniture. Right. That's a good question. I don't know the answer to that, but maybe we can have some home designers or who can understand why. Because kids love them. Yeah. I mean, if you got kids, your kids would certainly love sliding into a booth when they get to maybe you know might might get them to get their self to the dinner table faster. Maybe if they had a reason because it'd be fun to slide into the booth. Slide into the old booth. And you know, once they're in there, now you can kind of keep them. Yeah, you contained. have them. You have them. You have them in a controlled area. Correct. You're and not I, getting out of this booth until you finish your vegetables. <laughs> I'm pulling this booth over. Um, but yeah, no, I'm not replacing the dining room table. The dining room, that's a different area. Dining room table can stay. But I'm saying instead of like a counter right. or like you said, a kitchen table, mm-hmm. why put it in the corner. Right. It's out of the way. Right. Takes up less room. There's no chairs. Right. I am all in <laughs> if I ever buy a house and we ever are designing you're a house. you have to move. You told us yesterday you were never going to move again. Well, so. unfortunately, there's going to be one more move. There's going to be one more move. Unfortunately, because we are going to move out of this place probably after my daughter graduates high school. Uh, So we've got one more big move ahead of us. I don't think we're going to be buying a house or or building a house. But if we do, it's going to have a booth. It's going to have a booth. So you're going to be on the market. And the moment you find a house with a booth, you're in. Well, or the rest of the house might look like it could like it needs some work. But if it has a booth. It may sway you. Or I'm going to be driving around looking for restaurants that are going out of business (laughs) to see where I can get a booth cheap. Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. I don't know the original a- the answer to your original question is yeah. why not more booths? Why not more booths in homes throughout the country? I would love to know if I'm the only one who thinks a booth would be an awesome thing to have in your home. 610-374-8800. Email Mike at 830weeu.com and you can text us 267-422-2830. That's 267 30. Um, bah, 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 bah. All right. I thought that was something about a booth. It was not. Uh, anyways, um, you wonder. It was like, Clark Kent in a phone booth. It was a different kind of booth. Different kind of booth. Um, Adam Sandler was on a radio show the other day. He was, uh, he's got this movie Spaceman coming up, and he's doing all these uh, more dramatic movies now. And he's obviously very good at them, so more, more power to him. Um, they asked him what his favorite candy bar was because they were asking him, if you were going on a solo mission somewhere, what junk food would you take? And he said uh, his favorite bar was the Marathon Bar. And apparently they don't make those anymore. Okay. But somehow Adam Sandler has a candy bar hookup where he's able to get a candy bar. He's got a candy dude. He, he says, I'm Sandler. I can get a Marathon Bar. <laughs> so I don't know if he's joking. I don't know if he's serious. But we do realize that there is a level of celebrity and there is a level of having money mm-hmm. where you can basically get whatever you want. <laughs> and let's face it, right. Adam Sandler's had deals with just about every production company on the planet. He's had a big deal with Netflix over the last two years that made him millions upon millions upon millions upon millions upon millions more dollars than he already had. If anyone on the planet <laughs> would take the time to have somebody make a candy bar that no longer exists just for them, it would totally be Adam Sandler. <laughs> right. I mean, there's a... The, that is kind of a status symbol. Like, if I wanted it, I could make them make, make it. it. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's a status symbol. It really for is. Sure. It right. really is. And you know what? He's right. He's Because right. he's already done it by saying, I could get it done. Somebody's going to say, well, okay, let's do it. Well, we, he's insinuating correct. that it's already done. Correct. Right. Right. But he probably knows that by just saying it, he there's somebody's going to go ahead and get it done. Can you imagine? Because now all the publicity that comes along with it. Can you imagine getting to that level? Right. Of You've rejuvenated a candy bar that yeah. no longer exists. But just for you. Right. Just for you. <laughs> it's going to make one bar? It's going to make one bar a week. One... one bar a week, and it comes to your house directly. <laughs> That's all it is. See, I kind of think that they're thinking, well, you know what? Maybe he's going to revitalize and put the marathon bar, which I never have had, I back have on either. the shelf. We'll see. I I, I I think he's just going to keep it for himself. Well. I would, too. And then hand it out to friends. There you go. How Jake, cool would you be? You go trick-or-treating yeah. at Adam Sandler's house, you get marathon bars. You're not going to get it anywhere else on the planet. Correct. Nowhere else on the planet. All you need to do is go trick-or-treating at Adam Sandler's house. And Adam Sandler, probably one of the most um, po- popular, most uh, he's probably one of the biggest celebrities on the planet, right? Yeah. I, yeah. He's, yeah, up, he's there. up there. He's sure. in the top 20, 30. Very recognizable. Yeah. Most people have seen something that Adam Sandler has done. Huge celebrity. I guess they asked him if, if there's anyone that makes him uncomfortable, makes him nervous still. And he said yes. Most notably, he got to meet Taylor Swift, and <laughs> he got a little bleeping jumpy, is what he said around the pop star. He said, Taylor Swift, because of what she means to my kids, because I don't want to blow it for my kids. He said, I talk a little too loud. I don't act as cool as I can. So even the biggest celebrities in the world we talk about – Taylor Swift and going to Super Bowls and games and why do they keep showing her during the football game? That's why. Because even Adam Sandler's Correct. nervous to be around Taylor Correct. Swift. And She's I, a magnet. Yep. It's that simple. And I just saw a video the other day that was so cool. There was some heavy metal band that was performing, and I, there, for some reason I don't know the backstory. There was a girl on the stage with her family, and I think she had a Taylor Swift shirt on. And I think some of the audience was like yelling things about Taylor Swift. Obviously, not the crowd for Taylor Swift. But then the heavy metal lead singer starts telling these fans to shut up that he loves Taylor Swift because of what Taylor Swift is doing. And this is what people, I think, are overlooking. She's a pop star, and a lot of people use that as a negative term, that goes out there and sings and plays her own music. Right. And that's what he was focusing on. He goes, I don't care if you don't like her music, but he is, she is showing a generation of music fans and bringing in a new generation of music fans that now have someone in front of them who is singing and playing their own music. It's not a lip sync. It's not a track they're playing over. She's playing the instruments. She's singing the songs live. And that is a great piece of just, I think, common sense that you wouldn't expect from a heavy metal concert that was being thrown out from this singer on stage in front of this crowd. And a majority of the crowd was supporting him and cheering him. And good for him and that little girl. I don't know if she was taking some heat at the concert or what the case was, how she got up on stage. But I thought that was a great example of why Taylor Swift should be, you know, maybe even more celebrated because of what she's showing kids. Right. Absolutely. I mean, she she's doing things. She has created an image and she lives up to that image. And whether you like that image or not isn't really the whole story. The story is or the music. But there's a lot of people who have made a lot of money with a far less desirable, shall we say, image or real image. Correct. And so. There's nothing wrong with yeah. that. I mean, she is she is exactly what she is, and she doesn't run from it. She embraces it. And at the end of the day, she's singing, she's playing, right. and a lot of musicians respect the heck out of that. Right. Now back to more Mornings with Mike 
on 830 WEEU, the voice of Berks and beyond. Now, apparently this happened quite some time ago, a few years ago back in London, but still very, very cool. There's that Foo Fighters with it, Rick Astley, never going to give you up from the O2 Arena. I guess it was, again, a few years ago. <laughs> I somehow missed it, but I still think it sounds very, very cool. And I still hold that I want a version of this song where the Foo Fighters and Rick Astley combo to put this out. Yeah, I mean, he clearly still has the voice yeah. back from the, you know, from his time of the 80s. Uh, so you can hear the, uh, you know, kind of the original, but it's obviously a much harder rock yeah. sound to it. Yeah, it's kind of a neat little combination. Yeah, it is good. I love it. I love it a lot. I wonder how many more 80 songs like that you could kind of put a rock turn on. Yeah. We're very poppy. Yeah. Can we do that with Susu Studio? <laughs> But to Rick Astley's credit, he he kind of embraces it. Yeah. He doesn't. He's not one of those guys who you know kind of wants to deny who he was. Uh, he was pretty much a one-hit wonder, and you know he's, he he did okay with it. Yeah, he had a couple other songs yeah. out there, but yeah, right. basically this is the one that he's known for, and right. the whole Rick Roll thing, which became a whole internet sensation. So he's had his own success in different ways. But yeah, that sounded very very cool, and I'm all in on that. And maybe he's a rock fan and not so much of a pop fan. Billy Joel. Wanted to be in a like hard rock band when he was growing up, but he played piano. He's like, I can't play piano in a hard rock band. <laughs> so he ended up, you know, writing Piano Man. I it's think always, that's worked out pretty well. It always seems to be that way. Like singers want to be actors, actors want to be singers, comedians want to uh, comedians want to be act actors. And they they know, all want to be athletes. Correct. Yeah. Right. Well, we all. Yeah. Exactly. It's uh, kind of funny the way that works. It's time for Mornings with Mike on 830 WEEU, the voice of Berks and Beyond. Hey, who wants to have some fun? Featuring Mike Keller and Bob McCool. I guarantee disaster. Now, here's Mike. Let me talk to you. Welcome back. Phone number 610-374-8800. Email mike at 830weeu.com. And you can always text Bob and I at 267-422-2830. Got some texts coming in here. First of all, from Jan in Lebanon, Mike's microphone sounds muffled like he's talking with a mouthful of food. I know it's, Mike, it's dollar dog day here at WU. <laughs> I know Mike has better manners than to talk with his mouthful, so it's got to be the mic. Not sure if any other listeners have noticed, but just wanted to let you know. That's on me. I do not have my mouthful. I'm a bit under the weather. Uh, so I've been wearing a mask here just to make sure I don't get Bob, who's got a million games to do, uh, or Bill Saunders, who is Has our a million fans. Yes, uh, and I don't want to get anyone sick. So uh, I've got a little fluish here over the last three days. So better but today. Being the trooper that he is, he's still here. It's all good. It, I, I just sit here and I talk for three hours. I think I can handle that. Um, so, Jen, I'm sorry. Hopefully Monday the muffliness will be gone. Mystery Trucker, it was a while ago, you're right, Mystery Trucker, talking about that Foo Fighters 
Um, Rick Astley crossover because Taylor Hawkins, uh, one of the members of Foo Fighters, still alive. So, yeah, I was a little slow in the uptake there. We got a contact here about a booth. My friend's parents had a booth in their kitchen. Italian family mornings with homemade crepes as a kid. That would be awesome. Right. I'm all in on a booth. I don't know why that isn't a bigger deal as far well, as Well, as usual, goes. it's a great idea by you, but you're a little bit late. <laughs> I'm always a little bit late. Kara <laughs> uh, from Kempton. What? I love the marathon bars as a kid. Uh, Rudy sent me a whole article about the marathon bar which i will read at a later date <laughs> and then we got another text here about rick ashley did an awesome cover of a foo Fighters song so we'll have to try to find that as well so there you go caught up on the text line 267 422 2830 just reading those texts shows that we have covered a lot of topics yes we have here that's what we do morning. on this show yes and jen and don't sometimes be, we change the world jen says i'm so sorry my bad don't be sorry <laughs> bob and i were talking about this exact same thing before the show started this morning right. that i can totally hear just in my headphones and then when i'm cutting up the podcast at the end of the day um that i do sound a little muffled right it's yeah. it there i mean it's it's noticeable i mean i'm, I'm a little sensitive to it Me i spent too. i spent a season Broadcasting football and basketball games with a mask on because it was mandated. Yep, and it it, it you know it it's there. It's it's the world in which we live. Yep, and no matter what you think about it, I don't want to hear your opinion on it. No, I don't no. care. No, let, let me exactly. just throw that out there. I don't care what your opinion is. <laughs> I'm trying to keep these other people who right. I work with and I like a lot from getting sick and having to uh, deal with this. So um, that's what we're doing. That's why I'm muffled. Again, hopefully by Monday. This will not be an issue anymore. But we are back, 8 o'clock hour here on 830 WEEU, the voice of Burks and beyond. Also up on 830WEEU.com. Facebook, make sure you're following us, 830WEEU. And X and Insta is at 830WEEU. Lots of great content up there. We have our Leap Day video up there of our Leap Ages, so go check that out. And also all of the outstanding social media content from our high school basketball coverage, the post-game interviews, the video of the last seconds ticking off the clock last night at the Giant Center as the Why I'm Missing Spartans just huddled together, jumping up and down <laughs> as everybody does. That's the human group celebration. It's not planned. We all just do it. We get into a group and we jump up right. and down. Our own version of a mosh pit. When we celebrate a sports championship. So congratulations to them. You can see all that and much, much more up on the um, social medias, 830WEEU on Facebook, and then X, uh, X and Insta is at 830WEEU. And again, the, the the interview, we played a couple of clips of it for, with, with Aaron Andrews last night with Rich Garcel. And, he, and you can you can literally see, we could hear the emotion in his voice as he's talking about it. If you don't think these kids care and you haven't seen a and high school coaches. sporting event, absolutely correct. I mean, they put so much time, effort, heart, and soul into it. It's why I love doing high school sports. I mean, I, you know, I've seen enough of sports at the professional level of guys who look like they're going through the emotions at times. Um, these kids just put so much into it. And when you have the moment like that, uh, you should embrace it. You should celebrate it. And good for them. Absolutely. All right, let's turn our attention now to giving some stuff away. <laughs> I have in front of me... Our own sport. Uh, I have in front of me this week's Chick-fil-A trivia question. So 610-374-8800. Feel free to give us a call. If you or can, do the chicken dance. If you want to do that. <laughs> you can tell me, what was the name of Chick-fil-A's original mascot? What was the name of Chick-fil-A's original mascot? This trivia question provided by Scott Kaiser over at Broadcasting Square in Chick-fil-A. All right, let's go to the phones here. We'll just start lining them up. They all lit up. 
Good morning, WEEU. You're on the air. What's your name? Ah, oh, didn't know the answer. It, Let's go the, the answer is one. not Buzz. <laughs> Let's go to the next one. That one's not on Bob. These are not on Bob. No, no, no. These are people who have heard the question and are now bailing. Yes, this is not. So, this this is, is not pilot error as it usually is no. or sometimes is. This is not on Bob. I, I will stand up for him on this one. <laughs> uh, he is not hanging up on anybody. 610-374-8800. Uh, what, what was A the name? A familiar sound in my ear. What was the name of Chick-fil-A's original mascot? It is not the cows. We're going pre-cow on this one. It was sent to me from Scott. And not only do I know the name, but I have a picture of Ooh. said mascot. There you go. There, Bob. So if anyone knows... Feel free to give us a call, 610. The homework is being done throughout Berks County as we speak, I'm guessing including I'm, those people who hung up because they heard, heard the question. I'm guessing a lot of people are Googling. <laughs> um, if you're Googling, uh, it, sh- it should pop up right away. <laughs> That's all I'm going to tell you. I did it, and it popped up right away just to double check. So 610-374-8800, Chick-fil-A gift bag up for grabs, all kinds of great stuff in it. The uh, Brickin' for Chicken hat. There's a basketball hoop in there. There is an insulated cup. There's a keychain, there's a pen, there's food cards in there for you to go get your favorite piece of Chick-fil-A food. So lots of great stuff inside that Chick-fil-A gift bag. Let's go to the phone to see if we can't get a winner here. Good morning. Let's w- see if we get a caller first. E-E-U, I don't hear a dial tone. What's your name? Hi, my name is Ramon. How you doing? How you doing, Ramon? Pretty good. I think I got the answer. Ramon, what's the answer? Is it Doodles? Is it Doodles? Let's go to the big board. Is it Doodles? Ramon, you are 100% correct. It is Doodles. Congratulations. Awesome. Thank God for Google. (laughs) Hey, I don't care how you got there, buddy, as long as you got there, Ramon. So now you get this gift bag that is filled with all kinds of great stuff. What's your favorite thing at Chick-fil-A? Oh, it got to be those uh, chicken strips. The chicken strips. All right. My yes. man. My man. All right. I, I'm a fan of their, and I didn't get one this year because I don't know. I just, I didn't get, I'm lazy. Uh, but their their peppermint uh, holiday milkshake is out oh, of yeah. this world. Out of yeah, this world. Yeah, my kids love that. Oh, my gosh. It's so good. All right, man. Well, what we're going to do is get your information here off the air, and then you can come down here, pick up your gift bag Monday through Friday between 9 and 5, okay? All right. Thank you so much. All right, buddy. Don't go anywhere. We're going to put you on hold, okay? Yes, sir. Thank you, bud. All right, there you go. Ramon, today's winner of a Chick-fil-A gift bag, courtesy of our friend Scott Kaiser over at Chick-fil-A and all the other great Chick-fil-A's here in Berks County. Go visit them as well. But Scott is the guy who puts together the bags and also was nice enough to uh, send us these trivia questions. Yeah, we had him here when we first started it to to bring it, uh, bring those things back and bring the bags back and the questions I back. I have been doing the bags. I think, yeah. yeah, right. But he, you know, he kind of gave him the impetus yeah. to become the question heir as well. I think he's enjoying uh, digging into yes. the Chick-fil-A history, right. if you will. And, and making people stuff. do the same. Yes, and making people do the same. Now, uh, this wasn't quite as uh, in-depth as last week when we had the guy who was at the first yeah, that's true. That Chick-fil-A was... in Pennsylvania. Now, this guy, if Ramon had been the guy who played the mascot yes. originally. Now we really would have been in a, in a whole other world, but that would have been the same kind of feel. If he would have called him, I was Doodles from <laughs> 1983, you know, then we would have had something. But uh, still very, very cool. Congratulations, Ramon. He is the winner of that Chick-fil-A gift bag. We'll do it again next week. I think we have, uh, we're going to be doing this all the way through the end of March. And I believe 
There is five Fridays in March this uh, month, if I'm not mistaken. Well, it mistaken. makes sense since it starts on a yep. Friday. Yeah. So it will go all the way through to the 29th. So there we you have go. Many so more start doing your Chick-fil-A homework yeah. between now and next Friday. I'm sure Scott is hard at work as we <laughs> speak, making chicken, uh, making waffle fries, and coming up with trivia questions. <laughs> exactly right. I don't know if necessarily in that order. All right, 610-374-8800. Email, that's Mike at 830weeu.com, and you can text us 267 422 2830. That's not your only chance to win today. We've got another chance for you coming up before we get out of here at 9 a.m. That will be a brand new bundle of PA Lottery scratch off tickets. These are the Deep Pockets PA Lottery scratch off tickets that have over 69,000 prizes from 100 to 1 thousand dollars so lots of prizes out there lots of chances to win and 10 top prizes of two hundred thousand dollars so get your hands on these by listening we'll tell you when to call and we'll tell you when you can get those tickets coming up here sometime in the next 40 minutes or so so we do talk a lot of a lot of surveys here on the show but i feel like they kind of lead into some interesting conversations here is a survey that was done that i think is pretty useful not just for uh, conversation here, but I think employers could use this as well. Um, they figured out officially how long it takes until a worker is zoned out at a meeting. <laughs> All right. Sorry, I'm just laughing at the thought. I know. And look, we th- this is hu- again. We talked about human nature earlier. This can be human nature. You know what I mean? You, you can want to pay attention very, very I'm badly. sorry. Were you speaking? Exactly. Oh, Bob has that problem from 6 to 9 every morning. Uh, and I'm sure he's not alone. But, you know, it can be – you want to pay attention. But depending on what's going on in your life, depending on how you slept last night, maybe you're hu- – there's other things pop into your brain yep. if what is being presented to you isn't holding your attention to the best of their ability. Because let's face it, a lot of people who make presentations at work sometimes aren't the best at it. Right. So what do you think – how long does it take for the average American – to zone out in a meeting. <laughs> uh, I'm going to think it's it's really fast. Um, I guarantee you it's within five minutes. I'm thinking it's within two. You're thinking it's within two <laughs> minutes? Yes. So they get in there. Yes. They sit down. Yes. Uh, the person starts speaking. The attention span of people in today's world, yes. I'm going to go sub two. Uh, you are... Incorrect. (laughs) And not even particularly close. Okay. So here's what I wrote down on my show sheet. How does it how long does it take for employers employees to zone out meetings? Longer than you may think. Okay. Longer than you may think. I think people aren't being honest when they start zoning out. I think this is pretty much All right, let me hear that. Well, I'll wait and hear the actual answer is. I, I actually think, at least from my experience, that this is pretty much fairly accurate. Yeah. Um American workers officially zone out. 27 minutes into a meeting. Wow. I was surprised That's that it was way that way more than I would have thought. Yes. I mean, I mean, I'm being a bit facetious in less than two minutes, but I would have said five to seven. I would have sure. guessed 10. Yeah. I would have guessed 10. Right. You know, because 10 minutes till you sit down, just a couple minutes and the meeting starts, and right. then all of a sudden the meeting starts five minutes late, and you're right. five minutes in, and then you start zooming right. out. But no, it's 27 minutes, which I think is actually a lot higher 
than most of us would have guessed. Absolutely correct. Especially, again, in today's world of instantaneity, and in addition to today's use of phones, where people are starting to reach for their phones and looking at messages and looking at whatever they may be with what's going on in a meeting, yeah, 27 minutes seems like a lot to me. Well, it's also the after effects of the phone, just because we all talk about how we have to make, especially online content, quick hitting. You know what I mean? It's got to be this long. It's got to be that long. It can't be longer than this. Right. And we just have, and we've, baseball, look what baseball's done to try to compete against this. We have very short attention spans. Yes. And the fact that, so this shows that I think most people, when they're at work, are trying. Because you've got to try. I think we all, we certainly all have the capability of it. I'm just so, so sure that we apply necessarily to do it. I, yes, that number is stunning to me. And I think in a, a positive way. Yes, absolutely it is. Again, I think, I mean... But I even if they're lying, even if they're lying, right. if it's 20 minutes. But we certainly do. I mean, you know, this is a country that watches a lot of television. Most television shows are at least 30 minutes long. So yeah. if you can pay attention to a television show, you should be able to pay attention in a meeting for that long of a length of time. But when was the last time I you watched? entertaining, depending on, on who, who and what's going on in your meeting. When was the last time you watched TV with someone who didn't have their phone at some Absolutely point correct. during that TV correct. show? Or took a break during commercial breaks or paused it, whatever the case may be, depending how you're watching it. Absolutely. So it, you can't pause a meeting. It's really hard to just <laughs> pause a meeting and then look something up on your phone unless you have some sort of superpower that I am not aware of. But yeah, 27 minutes, that is the average amount of time Time it takes for an um, employee to zone out. They did a lot of other things. This was actually done by a vision company. And this is something that I always think is funny. The fact that when people wear glasses, and look, I don't know why we do it. I don't know why we all have this presumption of people who wear glasses. But there really is the presumption that you see someone with glasses your first thought is, yeah, they're pretty smart. <laughs> I don't know why. It has nothing to do with it because I wear glasses. You know, and I still see other people with glasses. I'm like, that person must be pretty smart. They wear glasses. And it's just ingrained in our mind because when we were growing up on TV, every smart person had glasses on. Every dumb person was glasses Think about it. In the 80s sitcoms, every smart guy wore a sweater vest with a bow tie and uh-huh. glasses. Yes. That was the True. uniform. Yes. And every other guy dressed like me, <laughs> except without glasses. Without glasses. And today I'm wearing my glasses. But 32% agree that they consider people who wear glasses to be smarter than those who don't. And another 49% say that glasses make someone appear more professional. So one little – you think we're all crazy because we don't know the difference between Clark Kent and Superman. <laughs> we think – we think people look smarter and more professional with glasses. No wonder we can't tell that guy's flying through the air one minute and pretending to right. be a bad reporter. Took his glasses off, put a cape on, and all of a sudden he's a whole different thing. Well, then he's got the curly cue. Well, don't forget yeah. the curly cue. Well, you can't really down. see that because he flies so fast. <laughs> he should really slow down and show off his hair. <laughs> but 27 minutes is how long it takes, and we still think people are smarter when they wear glasses. It's, it's 27 a- minutes. I don't know. I think these people are lying. You're taking the under? I'm, I'm thinking. The, I'm taking the lying. That's what I'm taking. <laughs> I think people are flat out lying to whoever's taking this poll. I agree that most people, when they're asked a negative question yeah. in the poll, they lie. Especially I agree. about work. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but do you is, like it here? Well, yeah, I love it here. Well, this is anonymous. This wasn't no. asked by their right. employer. No, right. I get by it. But company. still. But still, you don't want to yeah. look inept <laughs> no. on the phone. Yes. So I agree most right. people lie, but I think they lie 
within a certain yeah, amount I, of time. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that if, if the actual number is five and they're going to say, oh, I spent that. Right, correct. Yeah. Right. But again, the average is 27, which yeah. means that there's a lot of people who are much longer than 27. I, again, I believe that people have the capability of doing that. It also means there's people who are much shorter correct. than 27. Back to my less than yeah. two. <laughs> so next time you're in a meeting, maybe a fun game to play. Right. If you're in the 27 mark, yeah. once you get to that mark, maybe start looking around. Look and see around. Who see who's first. See who quit early <laughs> and see who's still paying attention. And you can kind of there categorize everybody. Well, that, that, and that, therefore, will keep you paying attention a little bit longer to get to 27. Yeah. And then see how many of those people were in glasses that already quit and then we can debunk the other thing it's jeans with a sweatshirt and dockers with a dress shirt on mornings with mike on 830 weeu the voice of burks and beyond all righty Coming down the home stretch here on this Friday morning, 610-374-8800. Email mike at 830weeu.com, and you can always text us, 267-422-2830. Got a text here from Jackie in Shillington. We were talking about wearing glasses. Uh, She said, I had a roommate in the 80s who felt she wasn't taken seriously, so she got a pair of dark brown glasses with clear lenses. No prescription. She wore them all the time, said Jackie. I asked, did it work? And she said, yep. She had a business-type job and also modeled on occasion. Beauty is sometimes viewed as an incompatible as incompatible with intelligence. So uh, maybe that's what gets me by. <laughs> I don't have to you worry. would be much more beautiful if you took your glasses off? No, I just no one has to worry about oh. me being pretty okay. so they don't think I'm incompetent. But yeah, that is unfortunately, I guess, true. Well, the old ad, what was the old adage back in the back by whatever however long ago it may have been, it was um, girls that wear glasses never get passes. That was an old an old slogan once upon a time. So oh, like getting get past that. Get, correct. As in get hit you know, on. Get hit on. I correct. got you. Right. Yeah. So you're showing the age of the expression when you use the word pa- get past. Yeah. Get passes. But yes, that's that was once upon a time an expression. But kind of along the lines of what Jackie said. Yeah, she just did it because it changed the thought yeah. process of what people thought about her. But it just shows how simple-minded so, we are correct. as Absolutely a species. Correct. Correct. Just as a species correct. that we can look at someone as one way and think, well, that person doesn't know what they're doing. And, and they the irony of that is, is that people who have had to wear glasses all their life generally don't want to wear glasses. Thus, the reason for contact lenses yes. and LASIK corrective surgery and all that kind of thing. So, again, it gets back to what I was talking about before, where actors want to be comedians and comedians want to be singers. And people who have glasses and have wanted to have glasses are looking for reasons not to have them. And people who don't need them are looking to have, have reasons to want them. Absolutely. We all want what we don't have. Absolutely. And those people who have hair and then shave their head. Correct. <laughs> I can't that tell you. doesn't make sense. I can't tell you how upset that makes me. <laughs> I can't even begin to tell you. If you got a full head of hair, don't shave it off. Those of us who don't have any hair would absolutely kill for that head of hair. If I ever see Bill Saunders come in here and shave with his a head, shaved head. What if we just tie him down and do it for him? No, I don't want to. I like Bill. Oh, okay. I don't want. I want him to have all that hair. Because right. if I can't have it, at least somebody somebody should. should. Somebody should, and somebody should appreciate it. All right, six one zero three seven four eighty eight hundred. Um, d- when you're watching a, a television show, and uh, th- this is a question that uh, I've run into now because uh, we watch this show called um, Death and Other Details. It's on Hulu. It's a streaming show, and it stars Mandy Patinkin. 
And Mandy Patinkin plays this character who I'm guessing is of English descent because to me it sounds like an English accent. And he is apparently the greatest direct, uh, greatest detective in the world. And he's invited onto this yacht, and then all these things happen on this yacht. It's a murder mystery show. Cut. So he's obviously the guy trying to solve this murder mystery along with uh, the girl who he has a history with, who happens to be on the boat, who he works with him, and blah, blah, blah. But the whole thing about this show is my wife can't stand Mandy Patinkin's accent to the <laughs> point where she just – Every time we watch it, I have to hear like a diatribe. And look, she gets a lot of diatribes from me. So not having seen the show, is it a, I mean, it's not the way he talks normally. He's no. using a, an accent. He's using he an accent. He doesn't have an accent to no. my knowledge. No, he, okay. I, he's, he's using an English accent. <laughs> okay. But my wife's problem with it is that she says every now and again, he slips into like a Southern draw <laughs> while he's doing the English accent. Now, I can't tell <laughs> I'm in Maybe he's from Southern England. I have no idea. Maybe he is. Maybe he's from Kentucky, England. You don't know. I don't know what's over there. I've never visited England. I've never been to the rural parts. Maybe there's a southern, southern part there where it gets a little, uh, yeah, how y'all doing? I don't know. But has, has an accent ever ruined a TV show for you? Because I don't think, maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm not equipped enough to be able to tell the difference between what is a good and a bad accent. I think if you make it onto TV and a movie and you're on like a major streaming service or a major network or you're up on the big screen in a theater, I tend to think the accent is probably good enough to pass for 90 percent. Yeah, you probably you would think you wouldn't have gotten the part had you not been very effective at putting the accent together i said that that was my argument right obviously i mean mandy patinkin is a highly regarded actor and that was her response i don't think mandy patinkin uh is auditioning all that much she's probably getting offered parts right and then he does it and probably mandy patinkin isn't taking too many notes (laughs) on the set of whatever tv show he's on nowadays because he's a i mean he's been acting on stage and in movies and and, in tv shows for uh, my entire life right so i can't even imagine how long he's been doing that so that's my wife's that's her in that's her suggestion when that argument he's getting getting a pass because of who he is because of who he is but it's a if I'm, I want to know if anyone else is watching this show, and does it bother anyone else? Because it bothers me not at all. No. Not at all. And it, I didn't even notice it until she brought it up. Right. Yeah, well, that's one of those things. Like, okay, so now you're not going to not notice it because she brought it up. But still had she me. not, well, you're still watching still the show. Still doesn't bother me. Right. Still, Correct. still bothers right. me right. not at all. And every time so you just need to watch the show in separate rooms. Well, this is what we like to. We like to have a I, few shows that we right. watch together. I get it. I understand that. when we started together. So once we start a show, we prefer to right. try to finish a show together. So I don't know. we got like two more episodes to go. But every time. Every time the episode ends, she goes, how many more do we got? <laughs> she goes, I can't take any more of this accent. I'm like, I don't even. You're just, you're just longing for the show to be canceled so that you don't have to go through no, this I torment. Like the show. That's what I'm saying. But now you have, you know, you have an internal squabble because of all of this. It's not a squabble. Yes. Because I'm going to make it. You're going to make it a squabble. But <laughs> I, it's just that I, I mean, I hope you get to your anniversary on Monday. I wish that I felt the same way because I wish I could go on this journey with her of being annoyed at Mandy Patinkin. But I just can't because it doesn't. I just I'm not trained. I guess she's done more theater. Right. You know she's done more of that right. stuff than I have. So she's because maybe I, more into I, it. I will say this. I, I don't have an answer to your question. Your original question: Has there ever been a show? 
if there is, I can't think of it off the top of my head, but maybe in, in the deep research of, the, of my mind, uh, I would find something, but I can't think of anything off the top of my head. But I do have an admiration for people who can alter their voice, put on accents and all that kind of stuff. Because it, sometimes you hear, I, you hear it a lot from like British actors who come here and do an American version of it. And the one that jumps out at me um, is uh, the, the, sh- the show that was based in Philadelphia that was on HBO. The uh, Murder Kate Mist- Winslet. Kate Winslet, who did... Uh, was it Mayor, Mayor of Easton. Right. Mayor of Easton. Who did... In a, I mean, you're talking about a very distinguished British accent. Not an accent. It's the way she speaks. She's very proper. Correct. Too. To all of a sudden do essentially a Philly accent. Delco. Correct. I mean, she did it exceptionally well. I mean, again, if you really wanted to get into the gritty details of it sometimes it would be like eh, not but so it much really but it was good. really good and to be able to do that i admire that because i've said this before i'll say it forever if i could alter my voice i would yeah i just can't uh it's what i got but to be able to do that and to change the way you speak for a prolonged period of time in a, in a movie or, or or show that is not easy to do in my mind and so I have a ton of admiration for people who can do it pretty effort, what seems to be effortlessly. It's funny you brought that um, show up because we had the writer of that show right. on this show um, many years ago, back uh, under a different uh, iteration of the show. And uh, he went, we talked about that, about her accent, about right. her Delco accent, because it is so pronounced in Correct. the show. And he said that she put in so much side work Absolutely. in that, and there was so much work that she did offset to try to not just get the accent, but keep the accent. Right. Because if you don't work on it on a daily basis, yes. you can easily lose that. Correct. I mean, it's uh, it's obviously very, very hard to do from from my perspective. And I, I it's my understanding they're doing a sequel to that, but that same crew of people is doing another show based in uh, oh, Philadelphia. I missed out on that. And the title of it, the working title of it, is Sinking Spring. Oh, is that is that a sequel? I, thought I don't. That was it's a not, separate no, deal. it's not a sequel. It's yeah. just another show, but it's based kind of like the same thing of in, in a Philadelphia. It is right, yes, but it's, it's the same crew of people who did the the show originally. Yes, you're, that is. It's a drama series that is being. I think it was already filmed, as a matter of fact, and it's just a matter of time as to when that thing comes out. I'm trying to get some information on this. Do to do to do to do, American Crime Television series. Let me see if this is the right one. Looks like it's going to be. On Apple TV Plus, um, I'll try to get more information on this as we can go ahead. Uh, was, we're announced the following months, blah blah blah. Yeah, it's, it's definitely something that was filming and was in Sinking Spring because I remember when those press releases came out. Right. Yeah. yeah, the working title of it is Sinking Spring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. it's still that's what it's still right. called. Yeah, yeah, Sinking Spring. Right. But you talked about English a- English actors coming over and doing American accents. You look at what we have on. If you're a superhero fan, most of the biggest superheroes are played by, or were played right. by, English actors. Tom Holland plays Spider-Man, right. arguably the most popular superhero in the country, and or in the world, who was an American kid, grew up in Brooklyn, I think it was, and uh, or Queens, I forget which one he was from, and went to high school. About, so he is a prototypical American superhero, and he's played by Tom Holland, a British right. actor. Superman. Now, I got not American, but Kryptonite, right. you know, Krypton, and came here and was <laughs> landed in Indiana. So obviously he had an American accent as he grew up, because that's how he learned how to speak. Correct. And he's played, he was played by Henry Cavill, who was and is a British actor. So right. they come over here, 
And I think they are, at the, for the most part, way better at getting our accent than Correct. a lot of times we are at getting their accent. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's actually kind of funny what, if you've ever seen somebody who you don't necessarily know is a British, is from Britain, England, England, Great yeah. Britain, wherever it may be. In the UK. Right. You've, you've seen them or heard in a movie or seen them on a TV show, and then all of a sudden you see them in, a, in an interview somewhere, and now they're speaking yeah. with their actual natural voice and the actual act, uh, natural dialect of, of Britain. And you think, I didn't even know he was from Great Britain. <laughs> you see that a lot more with singers, too. Because right. when people yes. sing, there is no accent Correct. a lot of times. 100%. And then you right. talk, and I was like, I didn't even know that guy was English. <laughs> yeah, it it's, can be amazing how easy it is for people to go in and out of accents. Yes. Uh, it's a I'm, quality I admire greatly. Yeah. And I'm always impressed with people who do, and I wish I could do this. Uh, and that's one of the things I listened to a guy up in New York, Geo, and he does impressions. And he's yeah. so good at impressions. Yes. And he goes in and out of impressions. And he'll do impressions of two people, like, arguing with each other. Right. And it just bo- I, boggles yes. my mind. Yes. Boggles my mind how you can keep that straight and go in and out. Know when you're talking like this, you got to say that. When you're talking like this, you right. got to say that. To me, all that amazes me. We have a couple minutes here before traffic and act. We have a couple other uh, bits of entertainment news since we kind of stumbled into that conversation here. Uh, are you a fan of the Naked Gun movies? I'm not a fan. No. Oh, see, I grew up. But that was I know. the sweet spot I'm not, for me. I'm just not a slapstick comedy. Yeah, I mean, person. W- when when those came out, I was right in the. Yes. Came out in '88. I was 10 years old. Right. I was probably a little too young to watch it. Uh, I don't know. My parents didn't know any better what it was. But man, <laughs> I loved that movie, and I liked. I've seen all of them, all the Hot Shots right. movies, all of that. I think Leslie Nielsen is very funny but i just not a big fan of the movie. Leslie Nielsen's great, and they are making a, a new version of The Naked Gun, and mm-hmm. this has been in discussion for quite some time, but now it has an official release date next summer, July 18th, 2025. And look, they have found, I think, the perfect person, the perfect person to reprise this role and once again make it a big deal because this is a guy who was a drama actor, and then all of a sudden... Burst onto the scene as an action hero, went on, did a bunch of action movies, and now he's going to go into doing this slapstick comedy. And I don't know if anyone's had a more interesting career than Liam Neeson. <laughs> Liam Neeson played Schindler. Yes. In Schindler's List. Yes. Maybe one of the most serious movies that you could ever make about one of the most tragic points in this world's history. Right. And he's going to go from starring in that. Correct. To the Naked Gun reboot. <laughs> and in between there, right. he was in the Taken movies right. and about 50 other action movies that went straight to DVD. Right. It is amazing. He is, if one day we're going to have documentaries on Liam Neeson's career. But he's done a lot. I mean, he, he has gone in a lot of different sects. I mean, he's, he's, he's played a bad guy. Yep. He's played, I mean, he was very good as a bad guy in some movies. Mm-hmm. A kind of a, 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 not a superhero, but a, a a real life kind of guy and a hero you're yep, talking about taking movies. Yes. Right. So in those kind of movies. So he, he has had a lot of diversity, but I, I don't know that I've ever seen him do anything in terms of comedy, but I'm sure he, maybe he's done some lighthearted stuff, but this is a completely different kind of angle. He was in love actually. Right. And he was also in, he played a villain in one of, um, Oh crap. Why am I blanking on this guy's name? Oh no, this is terrible. The guy who does family guy. Uh, Seth MacFarlane. Uh, yes. Um, Seth MacFarlane, uh, one of his his um, Western movie he made, his comedy Western, which uh, co-starred Charlize Theron as okay. his love interest, which, by the way, well done, Seth MacFarlane. And then uh, <laughs> Liam Neeson was the bad guy in that movie. Okay. So that was a comedy, but right. he played
played it straight as a gruff bad right. guy. Right. But this, obviously, he's got to play kind of almost a guy who doesn't realize what's going on around him, a bumbling detective. <laughs> and I cannot wait to see it. And it's also interesting that Leslie Nielsen was the original guy, right. and it's Liam Neeson. <laughs> yeah, there is something. Behind him. I, not, I had not given that a thought, but yes, there is a similarity to their, to their names. I actually. made sure to look at the names yeah. <laughs> as I said them, so I didn't right. get them backwards. But Leslie Nielsen, too, was a, he was, before he started Absolutely getting this goofy stuff, yes. he was a serious very actor. Very serious. I mean, not very serious, but a serious actor for sure. Yeah. yeah. And that's what made it funny, because mm-hmm. he was kind of playing that straight, Voice man. player, yeah. but yet saying weird correct, things, yeah. but a, but a, but kind of a bumbling idiot at the same time. And now there is a small part of me that hopes they make a few episodes of Police Squad, <laughs> because anytime those Police Squad uh, TV shows show up on like Comedy Central or something, I'm just I'm all in. Checking WEU Sports, Philadelphia 76ers center Joel Embiid took time away from rehabbing his injured knee to meet the press yesterday. Embiid emphasized that his goal is to return to play this season regardless of what the Sixers position is in the standings once he is deemed healthy he wants to play Philadelphia has lost eight of the last 12 since Embiid's injury Philadelphia Phillies came away with a 5-0 win over Toronto and Dunedin yesterday in exhibition baseball Trey Turner had two more hits and Christian Pache also hit a home run for the Phillies is his second home run of of spring and the Phillies travel to Lakeland today to face the Tigers and Ranger Suarez gets the start. University of Iowa standout Caitlin Clark announced that yes, yesterday that she will make herself eligible for the WNBA draft at the end of the season. And the Indiana Fever have the number one selection in the WNBA draft. The Missing Spartans won the District 3 Girls 4A cha- basketball championship yesterday. It was a game you heard here on WEU. It was a 14.19 rebound performance from Amaya Stewart. Missing beat the Lone Catholic 45-32. They won their second straight District 3 title. Rich Garcella caught up with Aaron Anders, the head coach for the Spartans, after the game. Spartans second straight District 3 Class 4A championship. How does that sound? (laughs) You want me to start crying? It's amazing. (laughs) It's absolutely amazing, Rich. Um, These kids just, they they, they showed everybody tonight. They they rose to the occasion. And they just, they dominated from the start to the finish of this game. They did a great job. Spartans are now 28-0. and They'll face engineering and science charter from Philadelphia next Saturday, first round of the PIAA playoffs. A couple other Berks teams finalized their fate in that PIAA tournament last night. Berks Catholic defeated Fleetwood 50-39 in boys class 4A. So the Saints will be the three seed, Fleetwood the four seed in the PIAA tournament. Reading High falls to Red Lion 55-53 last night. The Red Knights now will be the four seed in boys class 6A. Sports is brought to you by the Reading Royals. Royals are home tonight and tomorrow night to face their Adirondack to face Adirondack. And again, tonight is Reading High Night. Special appearance from Lonnie Walker. For more information and tickets, go to RoyalsHockey.com. Thank you, Bob. Before we get on out of here. Let's go ahead and get ready to give away a $25 bundle of PA Lottery scratch-off tickets. Deep pocket PA Lottery scratch-off tickets with 10 top prizes of $200,000. Bob, what caller are we going for? Caller number two, says Bobby. So we'll meet that caller on the other side. Do not go anywhere. I wish you could all see Bob chair dancing to this song. I can't wait till we get video. You're starting your day with Mike Keller and Bob McCool on 830 WEEU, the voice of Berks and beyond. You're on the couch, blowing up my phone. 
All right, welcome on back. Finishing things up here on this Friday morning, getting ready to give way to Bill Saunders and feedback. He'll be with you from 9 until noon. Then noon till 3, it's Dan Bongino. 3 to 6, it's the Ramsey Show. And then 6 to 7, some music for you. And then 7 o'clock tonight, 76ers basketball. Sixers taking on the Hornets. Tom McGinnis will be on the call, so make sure you're tuned in for that. Then tomorrow afternoon, the Philadelphia Phillies back. The crack of the bat, the pop of the mitt as they take on the Yankees. That's a 1 o'clock start here on WEE as well. And then at 1 o'clock on Sunday, it's the Sixers at the Mavericks as they head down to Dallas. So a full weekend of sports, even though high school takes the weekend off. We've got two Sixers games for you. And what's going to feel better than sitting down on a Saturday afternoon and listening to some Philadelphia Phillies baseball. Eat a couple hot dogs Yeah, that don't cost you a dollar. And hopefully they're hot. <laughs> All right, let's go to the phones and meet our winner of a $25 bundle of a Deep Pockets PA Lottery scratch-off tickets, 10 top prizes of $200,000. Good morning, Mike. How are you? I'm well. How are you? I'm doing well, Mike. Congratulations. You got yourself that bundle. You now have a chance to scratch your way to a big, big prize. And, uh, you know, if it's not the big prize, maybe a, a nice little prize. Whatever the case may be, we hope you win some cash. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, Mike, and take care. Have a great weekend. And again, these tickets aren't uh, in yet, so we will call you when they arrive, all right? Okay, all right. Thank you. Thank you, Mike. Have a great weekend, bud. You too, buddy. Bye-bye. There you go. Bye-bye. Mike in Spring Township, today's winner of that $25 bundle of Deep Pockets PA Lottery scratch-off tickets. We'll have your chance to win each and every day, a weekday throughout March. All right, coming up next week here on the show, we are going to be joined by a week from today. And again, it says it here on the on the sheet. I can only read right. what's in front of me. This is from my executive producer. Uh, the thirst trap slash needle mover, Rich Scarcella, will be in with us a week from today to talk a little high school state basketball playoffs as it gets underway next weekend. Also next week on Tuesday, we're going to give away some prizes. We've got movie passes. We've got Royals vouchers. And who knows what else we'll find. We're going to play, and this has been a controversial game over the years, <laughs> uh, but we're going to play some Password. All right? Okay. Look, it's an old game show, and it's about to be a new game show with my least favorite uh, late-night host, Jimmy Fallon. Um, so, uh, you know, it's coming back. So we're going to Password it up on Tuesday for your chance to win some prizes. So make sure you're listening for that. Plus, we'll have Mike Bannon with us on Tuesday from the Bucks County Office of Consumer Protection and a lot of other stuff. I have a couple other lines in the water for guests, so make sure you just keep on listening. And plus, we're going to have another chance for you to win and help us out next week, which I'll tell you about Monday and Thursday. It's the return of the morning Ha! <laughs> Easy for me to say. The return of the morning pint. I'll tell you more about that on Monday as well. Bob, have a great weekend. Thank you. Enjoy your week, uh, weekend Be well. off. Be well. And I will talk to you on Monday. Sounds good. All right, see you then.